1: There is not a scintilla of evidence, nothing, zero, that Putin will be provoked to take action against the United States, our close allies, as a result of anything Donald Trump has said. None. None. Because despite hanging on every word, every syllable the president has said, They know that the president would act because he has acted already in multiple ways that Obama would not. This isn't whataboutism. This is history. This is context. This is fact. This is reality. Among other things, Trump has as his top advisors Pompeo, Bolton, and Mattis. These are not pushovers. Not pushovers. These are serious men. These are hawks. These are men who are quite aware of the Cold War and what was and what is. So let's stop playing games that somehow what Trump has said would provoke Vladimir Putin. That's number one. Number two, Vladimir Putin is evil. He's the enemy. I've said that all along. That's his record. That's his history. Trump knows this. His administration knows this. And they know the same about China. And they know the same about North Korea. And they know the same about Iran. It's Trump who has successfully... Significantly increased defense spending What do you think he's increasing defense spending for? Canada and Mexico? Now I speak as somebody who is a Reagan conservative A constitutional conservative Who endorsed Ted Cruz during the Republican primaries And endorsed Donald Trump in the general election And voted for Donald Trump in the general election And Donald Trump has been far more conservative On far more issues than I ever believed he would be There are areas of disagreement, but to act like liberals, to mimic liberals on MSNBC and CNN and the rest of the media world, to sound like liberal Democrats who have as their sole purpose to sabotage this president, to listen to conservatives and pseudo-conservatives do such a thing, is appalling. It's ignorant. The Democrats and the media are psychopaths in many respects. As I said on Hannity last night They are using Alinsky tactics against this president They want it seared In the minds of the American people That when they think of Trump they should think of Hitler When they think of Trump they should think of Concentration camps When they think of Trump they should think of treason And tyranny and all the rest Everything they say and do Is far worse than anything Trump has said and certainly done this is a president and presidency worth defending and if we don't defend it nobody will again you don't have to defend every policy and every statement and so forth but don't mimic the left with their Alinskyite tactics One of the reasons so many Americans, including conservatives, like Trump, is he fights back. He's the anti-Alinsky. He doesn't sit there and take it. How many times do we say during the presidency of George W. Bush, why the hell doesn't he defend himself? Why the hell doesn't he defend the war in Iraq? What's the problem? So he'd get beaten up in the media. He'd get beaten up by Democrats. Well, Trump doesn't, doesn't go that way. We've been beaten up and kicked around for so long that some in the Republican Party and some in the conservative movement just expect to be beaten up and kicked around. As long as they can write a column or be on the radio and make a speech or have an appearance on TV, they feel perfectly fine. Well, I don't feel perfectly fine. I've lived too long in and out of politics, in and out of government, in and out of radio to see an attempt to sabotage a president, and I will not participate in that. There is no fear that because of the press conference in Helsinki, what is this, day three or four, or what the president said today, Vladimir Putin will all of a sudden say, oh, good, we can attack America. Oh, good, we can go after one of America's allies. Such simplistic left-wing nonsense. Nonsense. They've seen what Trump will do in Syria. They've seen what Trump will do to Russia. They've seen what Trump will do to China, to North Korea, to Iran. They haven't seen anything like this since Ronald Reagan. So let's stop playing the left's games and pretend that Trump is provocative. That he's sending the wrong message to Putin. Now, the Democrats say they want the translator for the one-on-one meeting with Trump and Putin. The private meeting that took place to testify before Congress. Now, isn't that precious? The same Democrats who didn't want to hear a damn thing about all these secret side deals in the Iran deal that enriched a terrorist regime that killed American soldiers and is the leading terrorist regime in the world. They had no problem with the Iran deal, secret side deals, the conference of $150 billion to the Islamo-Nazis in Tehran. They had no problem whatsoever. And when Donald Trump, that's right, Donald Trump said... This deal is crap, and I'm killing it. Well, they were very upset about that. Secret deals are no secret deals. But this is a separation of powers issue. They don't get to talk to the translator who was in the meeting with Trump and Putin. The president is the commander-in-chief. They have no oversight on that whatsoever. Nothing's been presented to Congress, not a treaty, not a deal, nothing. Now, you folks need to keep something in mind. Some people intend to make their careers on Donald Trump. Some people, they show up more and more on Fox. They're written about in left-wing newspapers. If they take shots at him. In the past year, Mr. Producer will tell you, I've been invited on virtually every major network talk show, Sunday talk show, about a year ago, in the nation. Right, Rich? If I would only attack Trump, I said no. I don't need to do that. I'm not a monkey for the left. If I had written a piece for National Review, a searing piece, attacking President Trump and The Helsinki press conference. I'd be invited all over TV right now. I'd be favorably praised in the Washington Compost, the New York Slimes, and elsewhere. I don't go that way. I haven't since I was a teenager, and I'm not going to do it now that I'm 60 years old. This president... While he does things that are very frustrating to me in trade with our allies and so forth, this president is crucially important for the future of this country. Now, why? Why do we spend day in and day out in the pseudo-media with pseudo-conservatives, the left, the Democrats, the whole gabal, arguing over he said no. Did he mean no to any questions or did he mean no to Russian intervention in our election? We spend more time talking about that than Obama failing to do anything about it. Oh, that's whataboutism, whataboutism. It's called knowledge. It's called knowledge. It's called information. It's called reasoning. That's what we do so we can know who's up to what and that's very, very important conservatives should be defending this president not in every respect not like the pom-pom boys and the Rockettes but defending him where he deserves to be defended and what are some of those areas where he should be defended I'll explain in a moment we'll be right back Mark
2: Levin
1: in Knowledge, in Reason. Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence that Donald Trump is capitulating to Russia anywhere? Where's the evidence domestically that he's told the director of the FBI, the director of the CIA, the attorney general of the United States to stand down when it comes to Russian interference in our elections, coming midterm elections? Plenty evidence that Barack Obama... And his staff told the various professionals to step down, to stand down. Is there any evidence whatsoever anywhere by anyone that Donald Trump has told anyone anywhere within his administration to stand down when it comes to confronting or dealing with Russian interference in our election? None whatsoever. Zero. Is there any evidence anywhere from anyone at any time that Russia doesn't take this president seriously? Where's the evidence? There is no evidence. They don't see Trump as weak because Trump has actually acted. Obama talked tough and he was weak. Trump is tough when it comes to defending this country. There's not a scintilla of evidence to the contrary. None. Given what he's already done to the Russians and what he's capable of doing to the Russians. This is a president worth defending despite George Will's insane, increasingly insane rantings and columns and people of his ilk. You can disagree with this president But when you use these Alinsky tactics to character assassinate him, that's another matter totally. We the people need him to succeed. Now let's talk about Trump when it comes to defending this nation, which Obama failed to do, which the Democrats in Congress failed to do, constantly undermining our defense department, constantly using it for social experiments. CBO, I know you haven't heard about this. Congressional Budget Office said the Trump administration's goals to increase the U.S. military size, readiness, and capabilities would result in a base budget of approximately $688 billion in 2018. CBO said in its December 2017 report, it's the latest we have, the number of individuals who will serve in the military would rise by 10%, or about 237,000 people under the administration's defense goals. Other factors that would drive cost increases after 2018 include the U.S. Navy's plan to boost its fleet of combat ships to 355. They're under 300 right now. To 355 and the military's procurement of new weapons and increased research spending on future weapons systems, according to the agency. CBO predicts the cumulative costs of meeting the current administration's 2018 goals for the military through 2027 would be $683 billion higher than the projected cost of the Obama administration's fiscal year 2017 defense budget. There is a difference. The agency also estimates that the implementation of the Trump administration's plan to increase the size of the armed forces would result in $342 billion in additional costs between 2019 and 2027. The total... Projected national defense costs would exceed the budget caps by about $300 billion from 2018 through 2021 if the Defense Department's cost increase at the rate of inflation, the report added. Does this sound like somebody who's capitulating to Russia or anybody else? He may not give the greatest speech in the world. He may not have the best press conference in the world. But look at his policies. They're superior to George H.W. Bush. They're superior to Bill Clinton. They're superior to George W. Bush. They're superior to Barack Obama in this respect. And yet you're supposed to focus on the daily efforts by saboteurs of every stripe. And not the facts. The facts. Forget about the ins- insinuations and people on TV. You know, we never should meet with dictator. You know, I don't like when he says this. I don't. I'm looking at what he's doing. What he's doing. Now, one of the things we've talked about over the decades, over the years that we've been concerned about is the judiciary. The failure to put textualists, originalists, a.k.a. constitutionalists, on the federal bench, and how they've been blocked over the years by prior Democratic Senates against Republican administrations. And yet, Donald Trump is nominating, and they're being confirmed, a record number of appellate judges in this country. He has appointed more federal appeals court judges so far in his presidency than Obama and George W. Bush combined at the same point in theirs according to Pew Research Center analysis and data from the Federal Judicial Center. More than Obama and George W. Bush combined. Solid constitutionalists on the circuit court. And George will who used to be a constitutionalist, who used to care about these things, just trashes the hell out of this president. I'm not done. I'll be right back.
3: Mark Levin, making conservatism great again. Dial in now, 877-381-3811.
1: President of the United States, Donald Trump, has appointed more circuit court justices uh, judges at this point in his presidency than the prior two presidents combined. And they are, by all accounts, solid as can be. His first Supreme Court pick, solid as can be. His next pick, Kavanaugh, who I have some questions about, but... ...is largely praised... ...including by those who apparently hate the president's guts... ...on the Republican side... ...and so you look at the judiciary... ...you look at defense spending... you got to hear this... ...Linsky-like hyperbole... ...even by conservatives and pseudo-conservatives... ...you know, she uh, should never have met with Putin... ...and by meeting with Putin in the press conference... ...he's, uh, he's going to provoke Putin to attack us... ...he's going to show weakness... They don't have one scintilla of information to back that up. Nothing. I've got plenty of evidence to show that he's building up the United States military and he has not tolerated Russian aggression the way Obama did. As a matter of fact, he's trying to deal with Russian aggression because Obama didn't. He's doing this across the board. To to very disappointed Individuals, some of whom voted for him. Isolationists. Accusing him of being a globalist. So there's that. Mark, why are you bringing this up? I'll tell you why. Some of these people attacking Trump say when you actually look at the fulsomeness of what he's doing, provide a more comprehensive picture of his presidency. They they have a habit, you see, of tap dancing all around. No, 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 don't look at that. We're only looking at this little piece because I want to look at this little piece and I don't want to look at the whole thing. Is that how you want to be looked at, folks? One thing that you said? One thing that you did? Is that how you want to be judged? I mean, unless it's an overtly criminal act, I'm talking about Statement here, a statement there, an act here, an act there. That's not how I judge people. It's not how I want to be judged. That's not how I judge family members. That's not how I judge friends. We don't that's that's not a normal way of looking at things. And then patting yourself on the back for being a purist. You're not a purist, you're an idiot. And so we talked very briefly about the military. We've talked very briefly about the judiciary. What is another area we've talked about years and years and years? What have we talked about? The administrative state, how it makes laws that are effectively unconstitutional. There is no administrative state in the Constitution, and it needs to be pulled back. Obama used it, as the left always does, and some Republican presidents do, To make policy by circumventing separation of powers in Congress. This has been the big achievement of the progressive movement over the last hundred years. Especially since the New Deal. There are only two presidents in modern times who have attempted to effectively address this. And have effectively addressed this. Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump. That's it. That's it. Trump has frozen or reversed hundreds of Obama's regulations. Hundreds. Hundreds. Is George Will aware of that? Any of the other never-Trumpers aware of that? You look at Jeff Flake, who claims to be a conservative. What the hell has that guy done? Bob Corker, who greased the skids for the Iran deal. They run to him for comments all the time. the hell has he done? the hell have any of these guys done? Nothing. Nothing. These things have mattered to you. The undermining of our military. The massive expansion of the administrative state. Or the swamp, as people call it now. The activists that populate the judiciary. Trump is addressing every one of them. And immigration. Immigration. He has been attacked in the courts, outside the courts, in trying to protect this nation and to secure our border. He can't even get the Republicans to vote enough money to build the physical barriers necessary to protect us on our southern border. There's a couple dozen in the House and a half a dozen in the Senate who will not do it. But he's trying. It's been promised to us for 35 years. The Democrats promised when Reagan cut the deal with them on amnesty that they would do it. They lied. In 2006, 2007, they voted to do it. They lied. The president's trying to secure the border. He's trying to get a hold of our immigration policies. He's trying to get rid of chain migration. People don't even know where chain migration came from. We can't even track it back. We don't even know how it appeared. He's trying to get rid of the ludicrous lottery system. Merit. Merit. Get in line. Do it legally. And that is said to be racist and controversial. George W. Bush didn't do this. George H. W. Bush didn't do this. Trump's trying to do it. Isn't that worth defending? Isn't he, as a general matter, worth defending? Again, I'm not saying... Look, I'm not a special pleader. I'm not one of the pom-poms and the Rockettes. People get furious with me when I criticize the president on trade or even some of the other issues. But I look at this presidency as a whole. I look at the man as a whole. He's never held public office before. These press conferences are brand new to him, a couple years old. He might be imprecise in a statement here and there and so forth and so on. He's not one of these political zombies who have spent 40 years in politics and have an answer, a nice, clear, smooth answer, which turns out to be a non-answer for every single question. Sometimes he's tripped up by a media that are out to destroy him. But I think what gets to me the most are these Republicans and these pseudo-conservatives. I think that's what gets to me the most. because they know what's going on but they don't like him and then they pervert conservatism they use conservatism to attack the president to claim that he's not principled enough or he's not his character is lacking when in fact he's one of the most conservative presidents we've had with a few exceptions in modern times. They have no problem, many of these people. Not all of them, but many of them. Embracing Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan. Embracing almost any of the Republicans who are running in the Republican primary against Trump. They would have had no problem. They would have worked it out. So, But Trump, no, because they didn't want him. No more. You know, one of the things. I'm going to have Mike Huckabee on Sunday night. He is a fascinating man. In past years, I've been very critical of him, but I've learned more and more about him. I've studied his background more, and I said, let's bring him on Life, Liberty, and Levin. And he has said something to me, and it's so true. Trump does not rely on, does not consult, in fact, is repulsed by K Street, the special interests, the lobbyists. They have no way of getting to him. They get to almost all members of Congress who need their money to run for re-election. He didn't need any of their money to run for election. And so they want to take him down. And the politicians who they've bought and paid for want to take him down. He will not play by their rules. Washington is actually a fairly small city. It's actually a very small city where Democrats, Republicans and public office, public officials, they all kind of know each other. They all hang out in kind of the same circles. In that respect, it's almost like Plato's Republic. These are the philosopher kings. And you're simply not allowed to buck them. You're not allowed to buck them. You can be a conservative Republican, but you can only be a conservative Republican if you're ineffective, largely. This is also why they hated Reagan. People don't remember. Some people are too young. Some people, their memories have faded. They hated Reagan. The establishment hated Reagan. The man won 49 states in his reelection. Lost Minnesota to his uh, Democrat opponent, Walter Mondale by around 3,000 votes, which means if 1,500 votes have changed hands, he would have won all 50 states. Massive popular vote victory, massive electoral college victory, and immediately they tried to take him out with a contra. Immediately. And I remember Republicans jumping ship then. It's the same crowd in many respects. There is no evidence whatsoever, none, that Donald Trump doesn't take threats from Russia seriously. In fact, the evidence is he takes them far more seriously than Obama, the Democrats, and the media, and many Republicans ever have. He's taken actions against them. He's building up the United States military after a decade of degradation by Republicans in Congress, Democrats in Congress, and the Obama administration. He is trying to reverse what Obama did to the judiciary, which is crucially important. And he's making excellent strides in that direction. He's trying to get our immigration situation under control. Against the Chamber of Commerce, against big labor against the Democrat Party, against the media, and against half the Republican Party. And I have to sit here and listen and watch every damn day. He said no. Did you hear him say no? He must have meant no. That the Russians aren't intervening in our election. Damn it, when they intervened in our election, Obama didn't do a damn thing about it. Why is Trump on his heels over this? He hasn't told his administration to stand down the way Obama did. Wake up, conservatives! What the hell's wrong with you? We'll be right back.
2: Mark Lubin.
1: Many of these never Trumpers and these progressives, they have a lot in common these days. They have a lot in common these days. They twist events. They demand that you look at things the way that they look at things. They don't really want to engage you. They insist that you join them in their effort to sabotage the president. They'll take one little thing out of context, or one big thing out of context. I sit and I think, you know, if they had succeeded and Hillary Clinton was president, and that was the reality we faced with, what would be going on with Russia now? China. North Korea, Iran. The Iran deal would still be in place. Our embassy would still be in Tel Aviv. We wouldn't have recognized Jerusalem as the, as the forever capital of Israel. We wouldn't have three fleets off the, the uh, Korean Peninsula and two attack subs. Uh, China would continue to steal our technology without any pushback whatsoever, would expand its fake islands in the South China Sea with no pushback whatsoever. Russia, having experienced the appeasement of the Obama administration under both Hillary Clinton and John Kerry at the State Department, they wouldn't care about the tough talk of President Clinton. They would have acted, in my humble opinion. So let's stop playing games here. Let's stop playing games. Stop playing the liberal Alinskyite games where Trump is, uh, is mentally ill, that Trump is, uh, uh, he is, a, uh, he is a child, uh, that Trump is uh, uh, a criminal, that he should be impeached, that Trump is in bed with the Russians, and on and on and on. Enough with the Alinsky tactics, and enough when they're practiced by Republicans many of these people appearing on radio and TV trashing Trump did not vote for him. It seems to me they have a lot to answer for. These, quote-unquote, conservatives have a lot to answer for. And they're still out there with their knives and a thousand cuts. Again, I'm not saying you have to march in line. I don't believe in that. You listen to this program. But on the other hand, There's criticism, and then there's criticism, and you know the difference, and I know the difference, and you know the sources, and I know the sources. You know, hiring used to be hard, multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process, but today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done, ziprecruiter.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and then invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. This is a pretty incredible service. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And with results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, you, my listeners, can try ZipRecruiter for free. I said for free at this exclusive web address. Ready? It's ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. Remember, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right. Now, here's the deal. I will be called a Trump sycophant. That people will be disappointed in me because they thought I was a real conservative and now I'm I'm marching behind Trump just like this one or that one. Other days when I talk about things like trade, you must hate Trump. You're a never-Trumper. So these people I dismiss. They're moronic. If you listen to this show, and I've been doing it a long time, or watch Levin TV or watch Fox or whatever... You know, that's not what I am. I'm not a never-Trumper. I'm not a sycophant. I'm a conservative. And that's what matters to me. I know that these are alarming times. I know that once the Democrats get the presidency, their next push, in addition to single-payer health care, will be this universal basic income. I know that we will not recognize our country 10 or 20 years from now, should they succeed. I will not participate for my own jollies in the destruction of this presidency. If there are questions, we'll raise it in order to try and help this administration, not destroy it. But I'm not going to participate in this sabotage that I see going on. I'll be right back.
0: He's here. He's here. Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark
1: Levin. Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. There are times when any president, any administration should be criticized. Unless they're perfect, then I don't know any of that it is. If you're married, look at your husband, look at your wife. They're not perfect, and you can be critical of one another without destroying your marriage. Your kids, they're not perfect, even if they're very, very good kids. So when you look in your own life, you can see that there, there are times when you're critical. But there are criticisms, and then there are criticisms. You have a disagreement with a spouse. You can do it in a rational way. You don't have to try to eviscerate the person. Because you destroy the marriage. By trying to destroy the person. It's not a perfect analogy, but it's one worth thinking about when it comes to Trump. I don't think anybody spent more time on this program and my other programs laying out the case for trade with our allies than I. I am diametrically opposed to the president's position, not on China. That's a national security exception but on these other aspects. And there have been other things, and there will be other things, maybe even as relates to Russia and so forth. But I will not adopt the alinsky tactics. I will not throw in with the mob just to ingratiate myself with the mob, because I know this. I've seen people try this before. It doesn't work anyway. Stick with your principles. You know, a buddy of mine... Let me put it this way. I served on my local school board. I was elected when I was 19 years old. I was sworn in right after I turned 20. And I was going to law school at Temple University in Philadelphia. And it was the Cheltenham Township School Board in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. I was the youngest school board member in the history of the state at that time. I suspect I'm not anymore. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And I stuck by my principles. And I ran on a tax revolt platform. And another gentleman, two other people were elected on the same ticket, All-Republican, another gentleman, a friend of mine, was elected too. He was quite young too. I think he was 26 or 27 at the time. By the name of Bob Selleck. And he's now in Miami. Such a good, good, good guy. And he just emailed me. And he said... You are right. You've always been principled, even when you were a teenager. Because even before I got elected, I was involved in the Republican Party, in the conservative movement, as a very, very young man. As a matter of fact, when Ronald Reagan ran in 1976 in the Republican primary virtually every single elected and appointed Republican official in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania supported Ford against Reagan. In fact, it was so bad that Reagan essentially pulled out his forces out of Pennsylvania to put them elsewhere. But there were a handful of us, about two dozen of us, young Turks, all under 25, all under 30, who decided to fight Several became delegates to the Republican convention by running to be delegates to the Republican convention. And we put up a hell of a fight. And we pushed a writing campaign with not a nickel in resources, all on our own, because we wanted Reagan to be our nominee. And of course, we lost Pennsylvania. Among those who were fighting at the time was a senator by the name of Richard Schweiker. He was quite liberal. Now, that said, the irony is at the Republican convention, uh, excuse me, prior to the Republican convention, candidate Reagan announced that he would pick Richard Schweiker as his vice presidential running mate should he get the nomination, hoping to win over the remaining delegates in Pennsylvania. Well, it failed because Richard Schweiker was not popular within the Republican Party. He was very popular in the Democrat Party. And by the way, from that point forward, Richard Schweiker was quite conservative, and he became secretary of HHS when Reagan did win the presidency. So I don't need lectures about principles and conservatism. We formed a, a small pack back then, when there weren't even PACs, really called the Citizens for tax, the Committee for Tax Limitation, to fight the Republican Party as well as the Democrat Party, which endorsed candidates separately from the Republican Party. And we had a huge tax revolt. And I was constantly fighting with the teachers' union, with the school administrators. Over and over again, I was told... You need to back down, you need to compromise, you need to be part of the team, and I rejected it. And I reject it today. I'm not saying you don't compromise, but you don't compromise your principles. I see some people proclaiming themselves as conservatives and the leading thinkers of the conservative movement, and I say to myself, why? What have they done? Have they written something profound? Have they done something profound other than self-aggrandizement? And there's a lot of this positioning and um, self-serving type of stuff that's going on. And my counsel would be, to the extent it will be listened to at all, you're going in the wrong direction. Don't be a flash in the pan. Stand up for your principles, whether it's Trump or anybody else. Look at the big picture. Does it really help to sabotage or throw in with the forces that want to sabotage this president for, because he is who he is? When you look at the, the, the wide breadth of issues that he's dealing with, be critical, of course, but be critical in a way that might be useful. But there's an awful lot of people out there, evil people, who can't wait to get their hands on our government again. On the presidency, on the bureaucracy, on the courts, on the House, on the Senate. And there's just way too much at stake. Put the country first. Put your principles first. That's what I would say. So I'm not a a mouthpiece for this president. And I'm not a backstabber against this president. But I will cut him a break where I can. Not for him. For us. I don't hang on every word. I don't hang on every syllable. I don't hang on every press conference. We know something might be said or done that is considered controversial. So why bother? Why? What's the point? Look at what he's doing, and he's doing some very, very positive things. And look, yes, at what the alternative is. And as I said before, you should ask yourself when you watch somebody on TV or listen on radio or read a column: Did they vote for Trump? Did they sit out the election? Did they go third part? What did they do exactly? That now they are lecturing us. It's worth thinking about. I'll be right back.
4: Much
2: Lovin'.
1: Yes, that's his name, a confessed plagiarist at one point, but I guess that's part of what's required to be on the Morning Schmo show with the Morning Schmo and soon-to-be Mrs. Schmo uh, on Obama's South Africa speech yesterday. We played parts of that last night. I will not punish you. Well, I may punish you with some of it a little bit later, but uh, I won't play what I've already played, which I played yesterday. But I want you to listen to this. And this is not considered controversial. First, there's Willie Geist, then Barnacle. Cut 15, go.
3: From South Africa to Europe, the world was presented with two very different visions of American presidents over the last several days. Um, Mike, just your first impressions as you watch that one-minute clip or so of the president yesterday speaking around the 100th birthday By the way, it's the
1: president. He's talking about Obama, who is not the president. But that's how they think. Go ahead.
3: Mandela and the president making his way across Europe last week.
5: Can we rewrite the Constitution and have another president take over right now? Uh,
1: Hear that? The- See that? Slurring a speech, but still, you could understand it. Rewrite the Constitution and have another president take over right now. That's just a throwaway line. Nobody cares. He'll be back tomorrow, and the next day and the next day, lobbing mud balls, because that's what barnacles do. Rewrite the Constitution and have another president take over right away. But that's not treason. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, the
5: distortion of, in daily life in American politics is beyond the realm. And thankfully, former President Obama pointed out a couple of the realities that we all live under right
1: now. Don't you think they would love it if Obama had actually been a dictator in this country? I, I tell you, they would. They would have had no problem with it whatsoever. Third term, fourth term, what the hell? Just like FDR. And uh, the future of the Democrat Party. This is why we must take this stuff seriously. Alexandria, Ocasio, Cortez, who has now demonstrated for the whole world, but we knew it already, that she's a moron. She's your typical... Leftist kook just out of college. She is a zombie for the left. And she apparently will go everywhere but on this show. We did reach out to her, correct, Mr. Producer? She's a coward on top of everything else. Cut 13, go.
2: And every day that we allow these 2,000 children that have been ripped from their parents, which is an internationally recognized human rights violation. This is being done in our name. This is being done in representation of us as United States citizens. Every day that we allow the continued violation of those children's rights is the day that I believe the moral character of the United States is at stake. So for me, it wasn't a question of whether I should go down there. if we have to have a rapid response, and I think every day that we I go- do
1: have a rapid response. You're an idiot. Many of these adults are not the parents of those children. Many of them are criminals. Many, many of them are sex abusers. Many of them are drug dealers. They have figured out our system, the great loophole that the Democrats will not help us close. This is a system in place, again, when Obama was president, when George H.W. Bush was—excuse me, when George W. Bush was president. And given the court order and given the complexities of this, the only answer is to keep them together and deport them as a family. But you don't want to deport them as a family. How do I know this? Because here's Keith Ellison today. Keith X, cut 14, go.
6: Labor, which is a regular person, cannot travel back and forth across the border. And so corporations, certain people who get certain rights, can go back and forth across the border seeking out the lowest wages, but people, regular people cannot go back and forth across the border seeking out the highest wages, so what it creates is an imbalance, it creates an injustice, and what it and it creates the need for something like a global what is plan.
1: this low i q quasi marxist talking about corporations can go across the borders, but people can't corporations trade across the border, dummy. People can trade across the border, dummy. We even have visas available for people, legal ways for people to come into the country and work and then leave the country. So what the hell are you talking about with your screwed up, pathetic ideology? This guy is or was the number two executive at the Democrat National Committee, Alexandra Casia cortez she is the future, we're told, of the Democrat Party. You see the problem here? Now, are we to hang on every syllable and word that comes out of their mouth that they burp up? No. It's almost a given. These are leftists and so forth and so on. They're very popular in the media. Nothing wrong with them. Mr. Barnacle, who is one, of course, he won't have a problem with any of this. And there's all kinds of nuts on that side. Maxine Waters is a nut. I mean, you can go on and on and on. But uh, the biggest nuts are the ones that dress well and speak well. And their cadence is very nice. And, and they talk in, uh, in what seems like very rational terms as they, uh, as they advance their lunatic causes like Obama, has now latched on to universal basic income. Now, our debt is exploding. They want free college. They want free health care. They want free housing. They want free food. And now, a basic income. Here's Obama in Johannesburg, South Africa. Cut 16, go.
0: And the pace of change is going to require us to... Do more fundamental reimagining of our social
1: and political arrangements now now, now listen to that phrase more fundamental reimagining reimagining not just imagining reimagining of our social and political arrangements is that anywhere in the United States Constitution? no if you want to do fundamental reimagining of your social and political arrangements you're perfectly free to do it government's not free to do that these are fascistic ideas. What did Marx say? These are the fascistic ideas that you need to fear. Trump doesn't talk like this. Trump isn't advancing this. Trump is trying to unravel the iron fist of the central government. But we have people who want to empower the iron fist of the federal government. Fundamental re of our social and political arrangements, aka fundamental transformation. This is scary and sick stuff. Go ahead.
0: To protect the economic security and the dignity that comes with a job. It's not just money that a job provides. It provides dignity and structure.
1: And, of course, the quickest way to get somebody a job is to guarantee them a universal basic income. That'll motivate people to get jobs, won't it? How many more of these damn Nut job, left wing experiments. Do we need to uh, impose upon ourselves? This guy. Well, you know, uh, Barnacle. The, the, can can we rewrite the Constitution and have another president take over right now? I mean, you know, like Obama. We need him back. Can we rewrite the Constitution so there aren't term limits on on radical left wing presidents? And only on Republicans. Can we do that? Ha ha ha. These are the people who are dangerous. I'll be right back.
0: him speaking to the four of the five Americans who are literate at 877 381
1: The world is on fire. The left is melting down over the Supreme Court. Europe is melting down because they have to finally pay their fair share for NATO. And record temperatures are melting half the country. Well, it's the height of summer. The only thing working harder than the obstructionist left is your HVAC system. What about your allergies? All that junk, which isn't in your lungs, is in your home's HVAC filters. This, in addition to the record heat, is pushing your system to the max. Now, trust me on this. Spend fifteen or twenty bucks—that's all. Save your lungs and your HVAC system with fresh filters from my friends at FilterBuy. That's exactly what we do here, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over six hundred sizes plus custom options. Shipped free within 24 hours. If that's not enough, they're manufactured right here in America. So there's really no excuse to to make sure you have the cleanest air in your home that's possible. Uh, And are you forgetful like I am? I mean, I'm not sitting around saying it's time to change my filter. So here's what you can do, and here's what I've done. I set up auto delivery. So it's scheduled. It's scheduled. So the fresh filters come. I swap out the old and put in the new. And on top of that, I save 5%. 5%. Save time, save money, breathe better with FilterBuy.com. Now I know I do. That's FilterBuy.com FilterBuy.com. Tell them Mark sent you and now is the perfect time to get this done. In my humble opinion. They're a wonderful sponsor. Let's go to Jim Henderson, Nevada. Kadon, our great KDWN affiliate. Go right ahead.
5: Hi. Uh, I think Uh, that the mistake Trump made with Putin was to not emphasize when he criticized the intelligence agency that he wasn't criticizing the rank-and-file intelligence uh, operatives. This is something that the conservatives have stressed all along in their criticism, but uh, Trump didn't pick up on that, and I think he should go
7: back and say it.
1: Well, I think he also could have said something like, you know what, that's not a question I'm going to deal with here. I dealt with that in my private meeting with uh, with Mr. Putin. I made it abundantly clear what the position of the United States was. The whole world knows it. And uh, that's something we're going to continue to address now and in the future. Why not just say that?
5: Well, I think that would have been, as you mentioned it, the, the thing to say on the spot or, or at the moment.
1: And but 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 he didn't say what I said. He didn't say what you thought. He said what he said. All right, is the sky falling? No, the sky's not falling. Is he uh, in bed with Putin? No, he's not in bed with Putin. He's demonstrated that through his own actions. Uh, Is it a provocation? No, it's not a provocation. Okay, enough already.
5: Well, I'm thinking that now that he's back here, he ought to reemphasize that. Okay,
1: well, he may, maybe not, but I say enough already. Move on. That's just my opinion. Nothing he says is going to qualify as a... uh, Responsible answer to a lot of his critics. As I said on Hannity last night, if he turned around and said, look, you little bastard, you interfered in our election, you better not do it again, the same people beating their chest today would say that was very undiplomatic. I mean, they have nukes, don't you know? So he wasn't going to win under any circumstances. Let's go to John, Kansas City, Kansas, the great KCMO. Go. Thanks. Thank you for taking my call, Mark. I appreciate
5: it. Hey, you know, you something it. that I thought was going to get discussed out the wazoo after that public part of the meeting between uh, Putin and Trump was when Putin, through his translator, says, you know, he says, uh, you know, the relations between the United States and Russia were excellent during World War II when we were fighting Germany, and they've gone all up and down, and they're probably the worst that could be right now. And there's definitely some room for concessions and things to happen. And I'm thinking to myself, my gosh, I mean, (laughs) there's the reason for the meeting right there. But no one's talking about that.
1: Well, (laughs) it's a good point. Nobody's talking about what they may have discussed in private and so forth. Uh, uh, There's been a little bit of information that's come out, but a lot of diplomacy is done in secret. Um, So we'll see. We have some people saying that, you know, Trump should never have met with this guy. Uh, I don't have a problem with a meeting with this guy. I mean... um, he's trying to resolve some of these issues and I assume resolve them on behalf of the United States I mean, we have some troops in Syria, they have some troops in Syria uh, there, there are issues going on that uh, I think do require these men to talk and it's okay by me uh, and look, I trust him talking with Putin, I would never have trust Obama and I wouldn't have trust Hillary Clinton alright my friend, I appreciate your call Ed Fort Worth, Texas. The great W.B.A.P. Go.
3: Hello, Mr. Levine. Appreciate your show and your time. First time caller. Thank um, you. After what I saw out of Brennan yesterday, and I'm sure you might agree that they shouldn't even call these media news anymore. I mean, Mm -hmm. he gets on there, and we're talking about a guy in '76 that has confessed to to the whole country that uh, he's a communist. But he wants. Well, no, no, he's not. he, He wouldn't.
1: He wouldn't say he's a communist today. He voted. For a communist, Gus Hall, a, the leader of the uh, Communist Party USA, which was funded in many respects by the Soviet Union. Tell me, how did he become CIA director? Was there was there a... Did did any Republican vote for his confirmation? Can we find that, Mr. Producer, if not today, tomorrow? How do you vote for a guy like this to be the director of the CIA? And look what a slobby he is. Look what a nasty... And when you have a guy like him who's so highly partisan and ideological and a guy like Comey who's now been tweeting away, uh, he'd be better tweeting away behind bars, by the way, but he's tweeting away about how Republicans must vote for Democrats. It's not a matter of policy. It's a matter of, of patriotism. You've got to vote for the Democrats. That, that's pretty funny. So you know that Comey was never a straight shooter. Brennan was never a straight shooter. You have these highly partisan, personally obsessed egomaniacs in these critically important positions that is very scary
3: what did swalwell expect him to do yesterday did he expect him to get up on the podium and punch him in the nose and call him a a name
1: who who is swalwell
3: the the democrat from california
1: no i actually know that but who is he he's a nobody he's a backbencher in fact if fox wouldn't keep putting him on tv we wouldn't know who he is would we
3: no Uh, so why do they go ahead I wanted to I wanted to find out from you and I and I would love to be your promoter to battle against anybody on CNN or MSLSD. I really would so <laughs>
4: that
3: much. I want to know Thank and, you. and I want to hear from you sir because you're a lot smarter than I am I can tell. Um I don't know. How is it nobody was offended or taken aback when not an administration since Carter would even consider that FMS deal and giving Iranians back? Do they not still sponsor Hezbollah and Hamas? Yes, they gave him a pallet full of cash and sanctions. How is that not making this whole country stand on end and go, oh, my God, did he just do that? Yeah, a terroristic group.
1: Yep. And he was defended by his party, was defended by the media, was even defended by many Republicans and many of these same people trashing Trump over his press conference. I mean, it really seems bizarre, doesn't it?
3: It does. Did, did, the Clinton, did the Clinton Foundation make any money off Uranium One?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I assume they – look, we, we know what happened. You got speech money and other things and so forth. And You want, you want to get into this, Ed. It's amazing to me that they're investigating uh, a collusion with the Russians and interference in our election. And how is it that you don't investigate the Obama administration?
3: That's what I'm saying. How, how is it Chuck Schumer can spout off at the mouth and you got pictures of him standing with Putin drinking coffee in a delicatessen?
1: Oh, we do? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, Ed, I appreciate your call. I didn't know that. Do we have that, Mr. Producer? I don't know. It's floating around, but is it a real photo? You know, uh, Anthony Weiner once worked for Chuck Schumer. That must have been quite an office there, don't you think, and Weiner? Craig, Scott City, Kansas, the great KBUF, go.
8: Hey, Mr. Levin, thanks for taking my call. Got two, uh, two points here I'd like to make if I could uh, get to them. But first one, uh, been hearing this, this weak little man, this, this uh, noise, it sounds kind of familiar, and it just brings flashbacks of um, Russia invading a country and shooting down a passenger plane while this little man was sitting on his hand. Do you remember that?
1: Uh, this little man. You mean Obama? Yeah. No, he wasn't sitting on his hands. As I recall, he was he was playing golf. It was either during that or when they invaded <laughs> Crimea. It was one or the other.
8: Well, doesn't he look so small
1: compared to... Yeah, small. I mean, to us. But, of course, the media, you heard the one clown, uh, Barnacle, uh, who, who was out there saying, let's rewrite the Constitution right now and get a new president. What do you say? Well, what?
8: With that said, the second thing I was going to get to is have you ever heard the the term uh, spitting in the wind or pissing in the wind? Of course, sir. Sure. Well, I live in Kansas where it's windy, and there's a reason why people say pissing in the wind, because there's just no good way to do it. And it just makes me think of this whole uh, situation where we keep on basically pissing in the wind, dealing with... All right, so
1: you've said it three times. I get the point. And by the way... It depends which way the wind is going. Thank you for your call, Craig. Oh, he just left. George, Jacksonville, Florida, XM Satellite. Go right ahead, sir.
9: Yes, thank you. Uh, on Trump, uh, he's doing a pretty good job considering his, the guy position, what he has to deal with. It's a pretty complex job. But I wanted to comment. Yeah, on I'd Bernie, say right. Uh, Bernie Sanders and his friends saying we got to have a guaranteed annual income. We have. Um, a 401k capability with our with our work, and we have this annuity called Social Security. We have extremely close to a guaranteed income now. No, no no, 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 we don't.
1: What they're talking about. Well, no, it we don't. Everybody's not 65 and older. Uh, everyone doesn't have a 401k. They're talking about a guaranteed, universal, basic income uh, for people who don't have it or to insure it in every case. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I just know this. We don't have the money for this. No country has the money for this.
9: With a job. What is it? A job, J-O-B. What about a job, J-O-B? You have to have a job to get the 401k, and they should go get a job.
1: Yeah, so go get a J-O-B. What's the problem?
9: Then you have the 401k, and
1: you have the uh okay, <laughs> okay, so that's not so if you have a 401k in Social security, they're not talking about you. <laughs> All right, get lost, will you? What the hell is this guy talking about, rich?, <laughs> I got him. Got me on what? I don't want the government guaranteeing anything anymore. Get the hell out of our faces. You got enough of our money? You've destroyed the finances of this country with over $200 trillion in unfunded liabilities, $20 trillion in fiscal operating debt. Free this, free that, free that, free this. Get your hands the hell out of my pocket. Get out of my bank account. Get out of my face. I'll be right back. Mark in. Republicans voted for John Brennan to be the CIA director, despite the fact that in 1976 he voted for the Communist Party USA candidate, Gus Hall, the party backed by the Soviets, and some of them are the so-called hardliners. Lamar Alexander was one, Dan Coats, who's now the uh, National Intelligence Director. I'm not going to read them all, just some of them. Susan Collins, Bob Corker, Jeff Flake, Mr. Conservative, uh, self-identified. Lindsey Graham, Uh, I'm not going to get to all of them. Let me just quickly move here. Uh, Let's see, John McCain, uh, Lisa Murkowski, Marco Rubio, and a few others. They all voted for Brennan. They voted for Brennan. And uh, every Democrat but three. And the question is, why did they do that? Well, you know, a president should have who he wants. Unless the candidate's over the top, you know, like voted for a communist for president. That would be a uh, no-brainer for me, I would think. I ordered Genocel and saw results immediately. The bags are going away, the lines are less noticeable, and my skin feels much smoother and softer. That's Laura from Las Vegas with the amazing Genocel results. But there's more. The brand-new Sun Sunspot Corrector is here and it's yours free just for trying Genesel today, just in time for summer. Finally, see those stubborn sunspots vanish and those bags and puffiness, gone. And for results in 12 hours or less, the Genesel Immediate Effects is also yours for free. Light, clean, and effective skincare that gives you better results and better skin day after day. No one does it better than Chamonix. Want flawless, protected skin this summer? Then go to Genesel.com, or better yet, give us a call on our toll-free line, 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. Sunspots, bags, puffiness, we've got you covered. And with Chaminade's famous 100% money-back guarantee, you've got absolutely nothing to lose. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com, that's Genesel.com. All right. I think these never-Trumpers who appear on cable TV, MSLSD, CNN, Fox, and maybe there's others. I think they should always be asked, what would the nation look like today if you had succeeded? What would the nation look like today if you'd been succeeded? Because, because, see, I think that was a cop-out what they did. And so they've been beating their chest ever since. Vince, San Francisco, California, we'll jump to you at KSFO. Go. Hey, Mark. um, Mr. Brennan, James Clapper, the whole
6: bunch there, those guys have no business labeling anybody as a traitor
5: unless they're looking in the mirror. What those guys did, and it's well published in the Snowden revelations, spying on American citizens, me and you, No
6: problem from Mr. Obama. What what did they do
1: to stop the Russians from interfering in our election? What exactly did Mr. Brennan do? What exactly did Mr. Clapper do? How come we can't get these answers?
9: Excellent question. What
1: exactly did Barack Obama do? We know what he didn't do. We know he told them to stand down. Yet he's not under investigation. Clapper's not under investigation. Brennan's not under investigation. Hey, maybe the Russians have something on them. What do you think? Indeed. Maybe they're treasonous. Maybe they're traitors. Maybe they're un-American. All right. Thank you for your call. All the psychopaths on TV and radio. It's unbelievable. Amy, Colorado Springs, Colorado, XM Satellite. Go. Hey, Mark.
2: It's an honor to speak with you. you. Just a comment on the guaranteed income and guaranteed job. You know, I have a 10-year-old kid, and how am I supposed to motivate her to do better, to do well in school, to work, to get a great job if
1: she thinks... Don't don't they have guaranteed incomes in Venezuela? Don't they have guaranteed incomes in Cuba? People starving to death. They can't get the medicine they need. You completely destroy the incentive-based system, as you're pointing out. It's another attack on capitalism. Make no mistake about it. It's another attack on individual liberty. So the authoritarians out there, that is the uh, status progressives, uh, they use populist propaganda. Everybody should have a basic income. So they, uh, they get people to vote for that. It it, it, There's no constitutional support for this whatsoever, of course, but it doesn't matter. And so they push for something like this. They get popular support for it. And, of course, who suffers? The public. Exactly. How and, many more you know, times do we have to watch this experiment?
2: Mm-hmm. I agree. I definitely agree. And they already don't learn what they need to in school. And, you know, we really need to watch it because we're going to lose our American spirit if we lose that.
1: They learn what they're taught in school. And they're taught very little about liberty, very little about the principles that undergird the society, very little good about our history. That's what they're taught. And that's why it's important for parents and grandparents to unteach them and then reteach them. I'll be right back.
0: He's here. He's here.
1: who are able to ask the president some questions, really ask him stupid questions. And I'm not just talking about CNN and Reuters and AP and NBC and all the rest of it. Like NATO. Why are we still in NATO, Mr. President? Does anybody know why we're still in NATO? Anybody? Do you know how difficult it is to have an alliance like the NATO alliance It's something that really comes out of a war, like it did out of World War II. Now, what is the purpose of NATO? Why is America part of NATO? Is it so we can send our kids to fight in Montenegro? No. It's to protect us. As much as it is to protect the member nations of NATO. We're not, members, we're not a member of NATO because we want to be the policemen of the world. We're a member of NATO in order to try and prevent what took place in the lead-up of World War II. And we have an alliance with a whole bunch of countries in NATO, including Germany. It's kind of better to have them in NATO than out of NATO, don't you think? And every president, Republican and Democrat has supported the founding and the continuation of NATO for a reason. Not because they're quote-unquote globalists, not because they want to send our children to fight in Montenegro, some tiny country. Why should we have to defend a tiny country? It's not a matter of defending a tiny country. It's a matter of defending our country. Now, some people may not realize this, particularly the geniuses who ask this question, but... We had two massive world wars fought where? In Europe. In Europe. We called it World War I and we called the next one World War II. And we lost a hell of a lot of Americans in those wars. And we don't want to do it again. So NATO is there to protect our allies who are members of NATO and to protect us. This seems fairly straightforward. It's not old fashioned. It should be done away just because it's been there since the end of World War II. That's how liberals think. And no, we must never be isolationists because isolationism will, in fact, lead to war. Help lead to World War II, as a matter of fact. It's good to have real alliances with real allies. That's a good thing. And it's a good thing that they help us. They've been helping us. They helped us in Iraq. They're helping us in Afghanistan. They helped us after 9-11. And we help them. That's the way it's supposed to work. That's a good thing. And it's better to have many of these nations uh, in an alliance with us, as I said, rather than not. And it's really a remarkable organization, NATO. It's remarkable that so many countries with diverse cultures, diverse languages, diverse economies come together in a defense pact. We have a defense pact with Australia and New Zealand. Should we abandon that? We have a defense pact with Japan. Should we abandon that? We have a defense pact with Taiwan, who's definitely in the crosshairs of China. Should we abandon that? How about the Monroe Doctrine? John Kerry announced that no longer will we recognize the Monroe Doctrine. The Monroe Doctrine, it's a bit ambiguous. There's been different interpretations over the years, but essentially says that events that take place in our hemisphere, while they're, well, they're America's business. And we have the right to intervene or to act in our own defense. The Monroe Doctrine. Should we surrender that? Was the Marshall Plan a mistake? Where we conquered these nations in Europe and then we we built them up, including Germany? At that point, West Germany. France, others. Was that a mistake, a globalist mistake? Of course not. The Marshall Plan was crucial. NATO is very, very important. We have to learn from our history. We have to be smart about it. That's what conservatives do. Well, what-a-v-ism, what-a-v-ism? What of what what ism what of ism what about ism No, no, no. So it's really quite an odd argument that these isolationists now make. What are we doing in NATO? NATO PAC. Are we going to let Montenegro determine whether we go to war or not? Montenegro is not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. And of course, uh, Putin tried to, uh, to affect the election there too, by the way, and almost did, to try and put in a puppet regime. Um, so all these new kind of Papu-Canon, Bernie Sanders uh, isolationists and their condescending, awkward thinking patterns, I, I reject them. All right, I just wanted to say that, just because I felt like it. Why do people turn to John Dean for input about anything? I'll tell you why, because he's become a left-wing kook, that's why. Didn't he lose his, uh, his law degree? Didn't he spend some time in jail? I could be wrong about this, but I seem to think so. He even shows up from time to time in these continuing legal education classes. That's bizarre. And, uh... He was on TV, I believe he was on uh, CNN with Don Lemon, who is a moron, and it's written up by Josh Feldman over at Mediaite. You may have seen former Nixon White House counsel John Dean on TV recently talking not just about Donald Trump, but the similarities between Trump and the president he once served. Now, notice no information is given about John Dean. So somebody who's young may read that, may just think John Dean was Nixon's counsel. Well, he wasn't just Nixon's counsel. He was dismissed as a lawyer, as I recall. But you can Google it and get it accurately. Dean, of course, played an instrumental role in the Watergate scandal. Oh, really? And what happened to him? No comment. I don't know why media ignores that. And just last night, he tweeted out this comparison between the two presidents. Oh, what did he say? CNN's Don Lemon asked tonight why Trump is worse than Nixon. A nutshell answer occurred later. Nixon sought patriotic ends, peace, employing corrupt and ruthless methods. Trump seeks horrifying, har, horrifically unpatriotic ends, embracing dictators, accomplishing it by lying and corrupt means. Did he tweet out like that when uh, Barack Obama went to a baseball game with Raul Castro? Did he do that? How about when Obama funded the Iranian regime, the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran? Did he do that? No. And, of course, uh, Nixon didn't resign over his uh, patriotic ends and corrupt and ruthless methods. It had to do with the Watergate burglary, pretty much. In a new interview with Rolling Stone, Dean calls Trump the most incompetent person to ever become president. When asked about his advice for the next John Dean, says, "I tried to get Nixon to end the Watergate cover-up to save his presidency. Now, this guy is pathetic. I failed, but I refused to either continue the cover-up or lie about it. The truth always has a way of surfacing, and the sooner that happens, the better for all." Reporter Seth. Hattina points out to Dean during the interview that Nixon didn't have the big conservative media sphere that Trump does. And that point is one where Dean thinks the two presidents' paths will diverge. Dean said Nixon might have survived if he had Fox News and the conservative media that exists today. I doubt Trump will be forced from office, even if Mueller has tapes of him talking with Putin about how to rig the election. While we might have a Democratic House after the 2018 elections, which could impeach Trump, I don't see the needed 67 votes in the Senate to find him guilty and remove him from office. And given the fact he is shameless, he will never resign. What an ass. What a disgusting, pathetic buffoon. Which, of course, is a reason why the media are so fascinated with him. Rolling Stone. Oh, there's a real media outlet. And Don Lemon. I'll tell you, there's a real media outlet. I said on Hannity last night what I've said here before. A lot of these media types and the guests they bring on are psychopaths. They really are. I'll be right back.
2: Mark Levin.
1: Joe Biden is back, seventy-five years old. He's got the uh, false teeth really glued into his mouth. There, I noticed, with that weird smile. Why is this guy on TV again? This Swalwell guy from California, who's a nobody, Swalwell. See, what is he? Just a punching bag. He's he's a congressman. He is he is contemptible. Anyway, there we have it. Anyway, Joe Biden. He was on CNN yesterday. Cut nine, go.
6: I think the press conference was beneath the office of the presidency.
1: Now, the press conference was beneath the office of the presidency. But conferring $150 billion onto the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran, lying about the particulars, keeping secret side deals, that's not beneath the office of the presidency. Joe Biden has been so wrong about so much throughout his life, particularly as chairman of the Foreign Policy uh, Committee or the Foreign Affairs Committee in the United States Senate. Go ahead.
6: I think it did us great damage internationally.
1: How so? How so? He hasn't buckled to anything. He hasn't given the Russians anything. You know what, pal? While you were standing there next to your buddy, Barack Mel Benito Obama, and he shot down an airline with 300 human beings on it, you didn't do a damn thing. When he annexed Crimea, you didn't do a damn thing. When he invaded Ukraine, you didn't do a damn thing. You swept him into Syria, which is now a huge problem. You didn't do a damn thing. You drew your red line in Syria, and as a result, hundreds of thousands of people are dead, not exactly due to you, but in part due to you, because you didn't do anything to stop it. But you said you would. Don't lecture us about the great damage that has been done internationally when this White House, this administration is trying to figure out how to unravel the crap that you did or failed to do. Go ahead. Uh,
4: I, uh,
1: yeah. I, yeah, I was proud now, that's enough of you. I can't handle it. Can't handle it. Uh, and then we have Cory Booker, an expert on foreign policy, given his days, I guess, as mayor of Newark. Cut 10, go.
0: Well, I'm hoping people are going to look at this in the, in the, in the long shadow of history. I, I guarantee you that there will be generations to come that will be talking about this moment in history. Do you realize
1: how stupid you are? Generations to come talking about this? Generations won't remember this. Generations will remember what the Russians did on Obama's watch. What about What about No, this is fact. This is history. This is knowledge. Cory Booker never said a damn thing. Never said a damn thing. Cory Booker isn't demanding... That Mr. Brennan come before the United States Senate and be held to account for his failure to stop the Russians from interfering in our election. He's not demanding that Barack Obama explain himself, his stand-down order, or that Jim Clapper do the same. This is a farce, absolute farce. Go ahead.
6: I'm. Uh, uh, you can go back. Ah, to shut war. up,
1: you idiot! Yeah! 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 And there's Barnacle. Rewrite the Constitution. Have another president take over immediately, you know. Immediately. Mike, East Brunswick, New Jersey, the great WABC. I bet you're proud of your Senator Cory Booker.
6: Uh, Not particularly. No. But anyway, Mark, uh, thanks for taking my call. One of the biggest problems I have with all this business about the Russia summit is why did somebody from the press want to put Trump on the spot and have to say, hey, is is uh, is the guy standing to your right that you just had a summit with a liar, or is your own uh, uh are your own federal agencies liars? Now, back when uh, in two thousand sixteen, when there was a summit with Obama and uh, Raúl Castro, Raúl Castro, I remember that press conference in two thousand sixteen. He said, oh, "We don't have political prisoners. Uh, we're not. We don't violate human rights. We, uh, etc." Now, would somebody from the press, have said, hey, Mr. Obama, the guy standing to your right, is he lying that you just had a press conference with, or is
1: your State Department... Outstanding point, Mike. And was the question ever asked?
6: No, the question, of course, it's not going to be asked. No.
1: They don't want to embarrass Obama, do they? In fact, they like the Cuban uh, government.
6: But it was the State Department that came out with these reports in 2015, 2016 that contradicted everything he said. Uh, You know, all this is about, you know, Setting them up. And it really is getting to be uh, it's starting to turn my stomach, Mark.
1: Starting? All right, my friend, Mike. Excellent point, as a matter of fact. Till. Kewanee, Wisconsin. The great WTAQ. Go right ahead, sir.
5: Hello, Mark. The constitutional warrior and excellent book writer. It's Thank, you, speak with you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'd like to know why. It, it's, it's, our, it's the Republican Party's duty it the senators to to stand up uh in the in the face of all this and point out to these truth tr- the truth-hating liberals that obama administration and his intelligence community that these cyber attacks occurred under like you've been talking about these same people throwing stones at trump like the 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 communist brennan who couldn't find an elephant in a phone booth and i've had had enough of listening to these dual airbags Pelosi and Schumer. I just can't stand listening to these people anymore.
1: And to show you what egomaniacs they are and what narcissists they are, the very people on whose watch this occurred are now objective analysts about Russian interference and in the Trump administration. Have you ever seen anything as preposterous as that?
5: Never, never seen anything like it, Mark. Now, now the failures are the experts.
1: Yeah, well put. Thank you for your call, my friend. We're getting great calls tonight. Stu in Peru, Indiana. Quickly, XM Satellite. Go. Good evening, Mark. Good evening. It's always an honor.
8: Thank you. Yeah, it's like a uh, graduate level
3: course in the Constitution and political. Hey, Stu, don't night. get
1: mad at me. Can you hold on? I I blew the clock here. I didn't do. I did I wasn't watching it. Don't hang up, Stu in Peru in, Indiana. We'll be right back.
3: If you turn off your radio and open the window, you can probably hear him straight from the studio. Call Mark Levin at
1: 877-381-3811. Here's what I love about Simply Safe Home Security. These guys obsess over the details. It's why the alarm system is so good. Now, here's an example. A typical glass break sensor sometimes gets fooled. A false positive sounds like drop plates or a baby crying. Simply Safe didn't want to settle for typical because really good home security should be really accurate. So they actually constructed a glass break test facility, refining their glass break detection technology until it was so accurate it could distinguish a broken plate from a broken window. This is the level of detail Simply Safe puts into everything they do, and it sets them apart from other security companies. Simply Safe's system is designed so they'll never notice it, never have to think about it. It's that easy and intuitive. There's no contract. They work hard to earn your business. 24/7 monitoring with police and fire dispatch. It's just 15 bucks a month. It's the best around-the-clock protection you can find. The best. So protect your home, your family today with the best with Simply Safe. Visit simplysafemark.com right now simplysafemark.com that's simplysafemark.com. My son recently uh, put the Simply Safe system on his house uh, in California. So uh, it is a very, very good system. He's really a technological whiz and a computer whiz. And he loves it. There's no wires. It's cutting edge technology. That's simplysafemark.com. I would strongly encourage you to get it. Don't wait till it's too late. Then it's too late. Well, let's continue. Let us go back to Stu in Peru, Indiana, XM Satellite. Yes, Stu.
3: Mark, I'll get right to the point. Uh, you asked earlier about how things might be different if the Never Trumpers had prevailed. Uh, it's purely speculation, of course, but if uh, past performance is any predictor, I would figure that uh, Mrs. Clinton's foundation would probably be richer by a few hundred million dollars, and hmm. Vladimir Putin would be flying the Russian flag in places like Kiev and Tallinn and
1: uh and yeah, I, I, I and mean, green. I mean, you're, you're <laughs> excuse me, you're quite right. And, and I've said this, and I've been criticized for this. It really is irresponsible to cast your vote in a way that could have helped Hillary Clinton get elected, if you're a conservative or a constitutionalist or a libertarian. Don't you think?
8: Absolutely. I was a crypto
3: facility custodian in the military, and if I had handled one document the way that she did and lied about it like she did, I'd still be in Fort Leavenworth, and that'd be about thirty
1: years. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, thank you for your service, buddy. We appreciate it. Jason, Portland, Oregon. The great KUFO. Go.
7: Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. That's I just it. had a comment about that press conference with Donald Trump when the reporter asked him the pointed question whether he believed Putin or believed our national intelligence agencies. How are we supposed to believe the national intelligence agencies when the director of national intelligence, James Clapper, perjured himself in front of Congress, Senator Ron Wyden. I mean, these are the guys they're holding up as the completely 100% credible people we're supposed to believe. In
1: and, and why country. wasn't he prosecuted?
7: I have no idea. Probably because Jeff Sessions is Attorney General.
1: Well, I don't, did Congress refer him for prosecution? That has to happen first.
7: Absolutely. You're you're the congressional expert there, but... Uh,
1: I Trust me, I'm he, not, but I do know uh, criminal law to some extent, and The Congress has to refer somebody to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C. I wonder if that's been done.
7: Sitting there on CNN, flouting his his credibility here, and and we're supposed to believe him, and no one's even talking about that.
1: No, and he's a liar, and Comey's a liar, a leaker. I mean, these these people are uh, are real retrograde. All right, appreciate your call. Wonderful call, Jason. Jeff, Lake Charles, Louisiana, the great K-A-O-K. Go.
10: Well, that's a great segue into my comment, by the way. Thanks for taking my call, and uh, you're so thought-provoking on so many levels tonight. It's a great show. Well, um, does anybody see the common thread in a lot of this stuff? And I just got a uh, email the, you know, an hour ago about uh, Struck, the FBI agent that uh, has ties to uh, Iran.
1: Yeah, that correct. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
10: Iran and uh, the Clintons and money deals and airlines and stuff like this, this guy, this is part of this fifth column movement that uh, is tied to communism, and that's the common thread, and it runs through these guys, I don't know how deep – and it runs through the CIA. This is a very scary thing. Then it runs over to the Clintons and over to Obama. And there, there's definitely something going on here. Now, how deep it goes, I don't know. But I, I'm telling you, we need to put the pressure on our congressmen, the ones that will listen and start this stuff that's uh, that needs to be done, the prosecution, referral for the prosecution. And, uh, I, and I've got some family members that uh, used to work for the FBI, and they're appalled. I mean, this is this is way beyond the pale. So there's something else this big. This is a big deal. It really is a big deal. And it's like a pot of boiling water. All this stuff is coming to the top because the heat is on these guys and they're buying for their political life and the uh, the um communist way, I guess you'd say, because there's nothing else left. So um Donald's on to something, but uh well I'll tell you what, it's like a one man band there
1: hmm. Well, there's a history. there's a handful of uh, members of Congress who are really trying to fight their way through this, particularly in the House, quite frankly. Uh, you've got Ron DeSantis, who is outstanding. Uh, Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, of course, they're trying to destroy him um, and so forth. Thank you for your call. And I want to comment on Jim Jordan. I've commented on him before. I think Jim Jordan has been the target of a horrific smear. He's not accused of doing anything immoral, unethical, or illegal. Nothing. There's a relative handful of people who say he should have known that that team docker was a pervert, you know, doing what perverts do. The vast majority of people that Jim Jordan mentored as an assistant coach say, no, he shouldn't have known, and he didn't know. The coaches with whom Jim Jordan worked on that wrestling team, said the same thing. The same thing. Some of the people who led the attack on Jim Jordan are reprobates, have uh, clear evidence in their backgrounds of uh, illegal behavior. They're litigious. They have uh, scores to settle. And so this is, this is how it works in the shadows. And the media, of course, run with this stuff. They smear somebody. They have absolutely no evidence whatsoever. None. Zero. Zero. And they're all looking. CNN started calling interns and calling this and calling that. And came up empty-handed. And so here you have a gentleman, Jim Jordan who has to deal with this sort of thing now, his family has to deal with this sort of thing. And this is why so many of you hate the media. That's not reporting. That's smearing. It's not a story if you can't verify it. It's not a story if you can't verify it. So uh, Jim Jordan comes under attack like this. And he's been one of the most effective members of the House of Representatives, of Congress in trying to get to the bottom of this, this coup attempt against the President of the United States. David, Superior, Wisconsin, the great WDSM. Go.
9: Mark, thanks for taking my call. I've got a one day a great dog story to tell you. But right now, I want to stay on topic here with, first of all, uh, with what I think, personally. So I hope you'll indulge me. And I won't get the get-off-the-phone thing. By the way, I do a pretty good imitation of your uh, get-off-the-phone bit.
1: Go for want. it, baby.
9: Okay.
4: Get off my phone, you big jerk.
9: <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> sound like it, Han-
1: you sound like Hannity uh, uh, doing, doing my thing. Well, view.
9: you're a great American. You're a great American. Yeah, so, there you go. Um, um, that, that free- I, I want to get to my point, but there are so many things I want to talk about. I believe that Trump is, without question, the hippest president we have ever had. First of all, as a native New Yorker and only one degree away from him, I know that some amazingly beautiful things that this man has done for people. Little people, okay? But the media's not going to talk about that because they hate him. Secondly, you don't live in New York. You're not a builder and have to deal with a lot of people without having street smarts and hoopspa and the ability to communicate your message to whoever, whatever. I think that right now, Trump has access to. Now, I don't, want, I don't want you to think I'm going conspiratorial on you, and, and just if I could just finish, but I think he has access to a lot of information that will not only get uh, players indicted, whose names will remain unmentioned, we all know who they are, and perhaps even um, sentenced to, you know, big house time, And so I would just ask people to keep supporting the president. God bless him. Try to disregard people with flake. You know, go on Twitter, tell him he's an idiot, because I do. All
1: right. Let me slow you down. I don't know that I agree that Trump knows that these people are going to be prosecuted and so forth and so on. I just don't know that I agree with that. Um, I do think he's been victimized from day one uh, immediately after his election. That the media, and the Democrats, they wanted to take him out, and they've been working on it ever since. And when you look at Comey, who set him up, and uh, you look at McCabe, who set him up, and Stroke, and Page, who set him up, and then you look at the uh, psychopaths, so many, in the media, um, this is what's going on. And I think when history writes about this, uh, depending on who writes the history, of course, uh, there'll be people who know more looking back than we know today. Thank you for your call, my friend. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, as uh, San Francisco goes, uh, the nation goes to hell. Sacramento being non-citizens legally registered to vote in San Francisco school elections. They begin registering non-citizens, including undocumented immigrants, a.k.a. illegal aliens, to register the vote Monday in the November election for the city school board. Uh, This is uh, nuts. Absolutely nuts. Only country. Like I've told you many times, Jefferson, Lincoln, they both said, others have said. That if this nation collapses, it will collapse from within. And I've told you this before, too. The status progressives have done more damage to this country than the Russians ever could. And I detest Vladimir Putin, and I detest his government. I'm not a code-pink Republican. But they have done more damage to this country, and they promise to do a hell of a lot more than even the Russians. It's just a fact. You know, I've had my share of uh, mechanics calling me saying they found something wrong that needs replacing when I've taken my car in for an oil change. Those so-called surprise high repair bills are terrible, especially when you're not covered by a manufacturer's warranty and uh, you're paying out of your own pocket to fix them. That's why I recommend extended vehicle protection from CarShield. We have it on our 2010 Camaro. If your car has 5,000 to 150,000 miles, CarShield can save you from paying for high repair bills. Replacing your engine or even a simple sensor can cost thousands of dollars. Now, when you're protected by CarShield, you can have your favorite mechanic or dealership fix your car. It's your choice, and they're paid directly. So go to CarShield. And CarShield also provides 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. So get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection. Get CarShield. Call 800-CAR-6100. It's that simple. 800-CAR-6100. Mention code LEVIN. Or visit CarShield.com. That's CarShield.com. And use code LEVIN and you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com or 800-CAR-6100 and use code LEVIN. You'll save 10%. A deductible may apply. All right. Let's go to Isaac, Queens, New York, the great WABC. Go.
2: Hi, how are you, Mark? Okay. Um, I'm I'm utterly confused. I'm trying to figure out here this hypocrisy. Um, could you try to tell me what the left is thinking? And I don't think you could. Is What's going on? Is there collusion with Russia or does Trump believe Putin? Because in order to have uh, differing sides and somebody believe somebody, you've got to not know for a fact of what's going on. And if he was colluding, he would know. And it wouldn't be a matter of believing his intel or Putin. I,
1: I'm, I'm not following you. You're saying what? The, the, say it again?
2: I'm saying that the left is running with this narrative that Trump doesn't believe his intel and he's believing Putin and he's all friendly and believing Putin. But how do you believe Putin and collude at the same time? It's not believing. It's called I know I'm colluding and I'm trying to cover it up with Putin. So no, now right. they got.
1: No, I, I see your point. I, uh, I have here an old tweet. Our buddy Kerry Pickett picked this up. From 2014, I want you to listen to this by Ron Wyden. He's a left wing kook, the senior senator from Oregon. And uh, he sits on various committees, I believe the Senate Intel Committee. And this was a tweet from Wyden, okay, back in 2014 regarding John Brennan's CIA. It says John Brennan's CIA broke into Senate computer files, then tried to have Senate staff prosecuted. Absolutely unacceptable in a democracy. Did you hear what I just read to you? This is an old Ron Wyden, left-wing kook Democrat from Oregon, Senator. A tweet. 2014, flashback. John Brennan's CIA broke into Senate computer files, then tried to have Senate staff prosecuted. Absolutely unacceptable in a democracy. So tell me, should Donald Trump be... Uh, Celebrating that? Should Donald Trump have celebrated Brennan? He basically did what the Russians did. Except worse. He threatened to prosecute Senate staffers. They're, you know, once a commie, maybe always a commie. It's just hard to wash your hands off, isn't it? That red stuff just stays on your hands. It's a stain. Zoraida. Jeff City, Missouri, the great K-W-O-S. Go.
4: Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much. I really love you. You know what? You you helped me. You helped me get my American citizenship. I come from from Malaysia, and you helped me. I how, learned how did I help you? you? How did yes. I help you? You helped me speak English. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, sir. You help me how to speak English. And you know, you make me understand that you know about laws. And I read all your books. And let me tell you, sir. I admire you. No, you are thank my you. inspiration. Wow. And I love the way you pre- you protect our president. I love my president. I really do, sir. Thank you very much. And you yeah, and, and you're
1: from you Malaysia. I I th- I I thought we were told everyone from Malaysia would hate Trump.
4: No. Oh. I love Trump. Yeah. We are a moderate Muslim. We believe in capitalism. We believe in what you do. We believe in everything, and we are allied to the United States. Please don't think that way about us. Oh, team. I don't. I don't.
1: I want to thank you for your call, and welcome to America. Ron Wyden again. John Brennan, CIA broke into Senate computer files, then tried to have Senate staff prosecuted. Absolutely unacceptable on the democracy. We sal- salute all you heroes out there. Please check out Levin TV tonight, and I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.